Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We are supposed to be able to see things with our heart that you can't see with your eyes. You're supposed to be able to grasp and say, it's mine, I've got it. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my last day to be teaching on the power of imagination. This is the end of my fourth week, and I've got a brand new book on this, CDs and DVDs, and I tell you, this has been powerful. And this is one of those topics that just, it's everywhere in the Bible once you see it. And so I could just teach on this forever, but today is gonna be the last day that we teach this on television. There's still a lot of material to cover. And if you've missed any of this teaching, please get the materials here. Either order these, uh, this book and the CDs and the DVDs, or you can go to our website and you can look at all of the archived television programs. But I tell you, this is something that uh, I don't, I've never heard anybody else teach this the way that I'm teaching it. This is something that God showed me, and it has been a uh, major, major influence in my life. Everything has changed. And I've already said a lot of things about it. I haven't got time to go back over all of that. This week, what I've been doing is showing that, you know, I've been talking about the power of imagination, and I've been talking about it nearly exclusively in a positive way, how we need to see who we are and what we can do through Christ. And and it becomes a self-fulfilling image. And I agree, and I'm not backing off any of that. But you also need to have a realistic imagination, one that is founded in reality, not fantasy, to where you just pick and choose whatever. And this week specifically, I've been trying to show that we need to have a great image of who we are and what we can do in Christ, but at the same time, we need to have an image of who we are without Christ, that it is not us, it is not our great wisdom, it's not our great ability, it's only through Christ that we can do all things, Philippians 4.13. And I see a lot of people that once you start telling them about the potential that they have and how that they can do you know, great exploits through Christ, they, they don't realize that it's only as they are in the Spirit as they are in union with Christ that they can do this, and they just start thinking, I can do all things. If you believe that, you are setting yourself up for failure. And a scripture that I've used a lot this week is Proverbs 13, 12, where it says, hope deferred. Hope is a positive imagination. And an imagination of things that gets deferred or it doesn't come to pass, it makes your heart sick. And I can guarantee you, if you are hoping IMAGINING THINGS THAT ARE OUTSIDE OF GOD'S WILL FOR YOU, IT'S GOING TO MAKE YOUR HEART SICK. YOU NEED TO FIND OUT WHAT GOD HAS CALLED YOU TO DO. WHAT IS YOUR ANOINTING? WHAT WERE YOU CREATED FOR? WHAT ARE YOUR GIFTS AND TALENTS MADE FOR? YOU KNOW, GOD HAS DONE GREAT THINGS IN MY LIFE. I JUST FEEL LIKE I'M THE MOST BLESSED PERSON ON THE PLANET. GOD HAS DONE GREAT THINGS. BUT I HAVE A REALISTIC IMAGINATION ABOUT WHAT GOD HAS CALLED ME TO DO AND ABOUT WHAT HE'S NOT CALLED ME TO DO. FOR INSTANCE, YOU KNOW, IN OUR MINISTRY, WE HANDLE MILLIONS OF DOLLARS EVERY MONTH. WE HAVE 650 EMPLOYEES. 
We have employees scattered all over the world. And you know what? It takes a army of people to get done what, what is done in this ministry. And I know what my place is. I'm the one that gives direction, the overall direction and things like this. But if I was to think, well, I can do all things, and so I go in and tell all of our accountants, all of the people dealing with the administrative stuff, that you know what? I don't care what you say. I don't care what... Uh, you know, GAP, generally accepted accounting principles have taught you, this is the way I want it done. I could destroy this ministry because I am not anointed in that area. Now, I have a responsibility to oversee everything, and so I know a little bit about stuff, and if I see things getting out of line, I might say something, but I can't run the accounting of this ministry. I can't do all the administrative things of this ministry. If I get in and try and micromanage, It'll never work. I just had one of my employees as I was walking around saying hi to people the other day, and somebody started asking me, could you get this done? And I said, well, why don't you go talk to your superior, your, your supervisor over there? Well, I've talked to them, and they, and they started trying to go around them and get to me, and I've learned that if I come down from the 30,000-foot level of overseeing everything, and if I get down and try and manage this little tiny detail and micromanage everything in the ministry, that, first of all, I don't have the capacity to be able to do that. I'm going to be making wrong mistakes, uh, wrong decisions and making mistakes. And it just it takes away the uh, responsibility that I've given these other people to delegate and to deal with this. And I anyway, I just told this person, I said, look, I am not solving this problem. You go through the normal chain of command. You deal with this. So I'm using this as an example that, yes, I'm anointed. And yes, I can do all things through Christ, but I'm anointed to do certain things. And I've got to stay with my strengths. And I can't get over here and start just thinking that because I can do all things through Christ that I know more than people that have been to school and have learned finances, people that have... We've got people that work for me that have been very, very, very successful in their own business, and God has spent decades training them in the business, in the administration area. That is not my forte. That's not my strength. I have to recognize my limitations. I need to stay in the lane that God has put me in. Look at some of the statements here by the Apostle Paul. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, he says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, this is a man who wrote half of the books of the New Testament. This is the man who wrote in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is a man that was mightily used to God, and yet he says, I have no confidence in the flesh. That's amazing. Again, it's, I meet people. I don't understand completely how they do this, but they, they go to either one extreme or the other. They can't take anything and put it into its proper balance and perspective. They come from, well, I'm nothing. I have nothing. I can do nothing. And then they hear somebody preaching on, I can do all things through Christ. And they go from this extreme over here to this extreme over here to where now they just have total confidence in themselves. And they take it offense. They take offense at the Apostle Paul saying that he has no confidence in the flesh. Well, he just wasn't trusting God. He wasn't believing God. <laughs> well, he just wrote half the books of the New Testament. That's not true. There is a, there's a, you know, every truth from God has an apparent 
OPPOSITE TRUTH THAT OPPOSES IT. SOME OF YOU HAVE NEVER THOUGHT OF THIS, BUT IT'S TRUE. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, THE BIBLE SAYS IN uh, ROMANS CHAPTER 3, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 27, WHERE IS BOASTING THEN? IT IS EXCLUDED. BY WHAT LAW? OF WORKS? NAY, BUT BY THE LAW OF FAITH. AND HE SAYS, SO WE SEE THAT A MAN IS JUSTIFIED BY FAITH AND NOT BY THE WORKS OF THE LAW. THAT IS ESTABLISHED. THAT'S WHAT TURNED MARTIN LUTHER ON AND CAUSED THE PROTESTANT REFORMATION. BUT THEN OVER IN THE BOOK OF JAMES, THERE IS AN APPARENT OPPOSITE TRUTH TO THIS THAT LOOKS CONTRADICTORY THAT SAYS, WE SEE THAT A MAN IS JUSTIFIED BY WORKS AND NOT BY FAITH ONLY. SO WHICH IS IT? ARE YOU JUSTIFIED BY WORKS OR ARE YOU JUSTIFIED BY FAITH? IT'S BOTH. AND INSTEAD OF THOSE THINGS con CONTRADICTING OR CANCELING EACH OTHER, THEY COMPLEMENT EACH OTHER. FAITH WITHOUT WORKS IS DEAD. FAITH IS WHAT SAVES. FAITH IS WHAT RELEASES THE POWER OF GOD. BUT FAITH, IF IT ISN'T ACTED ON, ISN'T TRUE BIBLE FAITH. SO YOU HAVE TO HAVE WORKS OF FAITH, NOT WORKS OF THE LAW, BUT WORKS OF FAITH. AND SEE, THESE APPEAR TO BE uh, CONTRADICTIONS, BUT THEY AREN'T. THEY ACTUALLY COMPLEMENT EACH OTHER. AND YOU HAVE... TO, IT'S LIKE A... IF YOU HAD A WIRE, IF A PERSON WAS GOING TO WALK ON A WIRE, YOU HAVE TO ANCHOR IT OVER HERE AND THEN PULL, AND THERE HAS TO BE THIS TENSION BETWEEN IT IN ORDER TO SUPPORT the, THE WEIGHT SO THAT A PERSON CAN WALK ACROSS IT. EVERY TRUTH OF GOD COMES WITH AN APPARENT CONTRADICTION THAT INSTEAD OF OPPOSING IT, IT BALANCES IT. YOU ARE SAVED BY FAITH ALONE. BUT FAITH THAT SAVES IS NEVER ALONE. IT ALWAYS HAS WORKS WITH IT. MAN, THAT IS AWESOME. AND SO IT IS TRUE THAT I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST WHO STRENGTHENS ME, BUT IT'S ALSO TRUE TO SAY THAT I HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH. AND WHY DID PAUL SAY THAT? WAS it BECAUSE HE WASN'T A TALENTED PERSON? It was, WASN'T BECAUSE he, he, HE WAS JUST, YOU KNOW, A ONE-TALENT GUY? NO, PAUL WAS... SUPER EDUCATED AND TALENTED IN ALL THESE AREAS. HE GOES ON TO SAY IN VERSE 4, THOUGH I MIGHT ALSO HAVE CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH, IF ANY OTHER MAN THINKETH THAT HE HATH WHEREOF HE MIGHT TRUST IN THE FLESH, I MORE. SO HE HAD JUST SAID, I HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH, BUT HE KNEW SOME PEOPLE WERE GOING TO SAY, WELL, THAT'S JUST BECAUSE YOU'RE A ZERO, BECAUSE YOU DON'T HAVE ANY GIFTS OR TALENTS. YOU AREN'T LIKE ME. PAUL SAYS, LOOK, IT'S NOT BECAUSE I DON'T HAVE SOME NATURAL TALENTS AND ABILITIES AND STUFF. HE SAYS, I COULD, I have, I could TRUST IN THE FLESH MORE THAN YOU ALL. AND THEN HE BEGINS TO START TALKING ABOUT THIS IN VERSE 5, CIRCUMCISED THE EIGHTH DAY, WHICH FOR A JEW, YOU HAD TO BE CIRCUMCISED ON THE EIGHTH DAY. HE WAS OF THE STOCK OF ISRAEL, OF THE TRIBE OF BENJAMIN, A HEBREW OF THE HEBREWS. HE WAS MORE JEW THAN ANY OTHER JEW. MAN, HE WAS A JEW NOT ONLY BY BIRTH, BUT BY ATTITUDE, EVERYTHING. HE WAS A HEBREW OF THE HEBREWS AS TOUCHING THE LAW OF PHARISEE, WHICH, YOU KNOW, TODAY WE USE THE TERM PHARISEE AND IT'S NEARLY ALWAYS A NEGATIVE CONNOTATION ASSOCIATED WITH IT BECAUSE THEY WERE SUCH HYPOCRITES AND THINGS. BUT A PHARISEE WAS A STRICT, STRICT PERSON. THEY HAD MEMORIZED THE FIRST FIVE BOOKS OF THE BIBLE. THEY HAD ALL OF THESE RITUALS. I MEAN, it. A PHARISEE WAS the DENOTING a person who was committed and living it to the max, paying tithes even down to the spices that grew in their garden, the mint and the anise and cumin. And then he goes on to say, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. He was more zealous than most of the Jews, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He didn't say sinless, 
ALL HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, BUT HE WAS BLAMELESS. HE WAS ACTING ON IT AS MUCH AS HE COULD. MATTER OF FACT, HE SAID WHEN HE WAS STANDING BEFORE THE ROMAN, um, YOU KNOW, PEOPLE THAT WERE TRYING HIM, HE SAID, I HAVE LIVED IN ALL GOOD CONSCIENCE BEFORE GOD UNTO THIS DAY. THAT DIDN'T MEAN THAT HE HAD NEVER SINNED, BUT HE HAD NEVER VIOLATED HIS CONSCIENCE. HE HAD DONE WHAT HE THOUGHT WAS THE RIGHT THING TO DO. MAN, THAT IS QUITE A STATEMENT. BUT WHAT THINGS WERE GAINED TO ME, THOSE I COUNTED LOSS FOR CHRIST, YEA, DOUBTLESS, I COUNT ALL THINGS BUT LOSS FOR THE EXCELLENCY OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF CHRIST JESUS MY LORD, FOR WHOM I HAVE SUFFERED THE LOSS OF ALL THINGS, AND DO COUNT THEM BUT DUNG, THAT I MAY WIN CHRIST. SO HERE'S PAUL EXPRESSING THESE THINGS THAT SEEM TO BE CONTRADICTIONS. I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST, AND YET I HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN MY FLESH. HE WASN'T CONFIDENT IN HIMSELF. HE WASN'T A SELF-CONFIDENT MAN. AND MOST PEOPLE JUST CAN'T SEEM TO PUT THESE TWO THINGS TOGETHER. AND I DON'T HAVE THE PROPER WORDS TO SAY THIS AS WELL AS I SHOULD, BUT IN MY LIFE, I HAVE A SUPER-CONFIDENCE IN WHO I AM IN CHRIST. I HAVE DONE THINGS THAT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU ARE WAY, 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 WAY BEYOND ME. THERE IS NO WAY THAT A PERSON CAN LOOK AT MY LIFE AND SAY THAT I DID THESE THINGS. IT WAS GOD, AND I BELIEVE I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST. BUT AT THE VERY SAME TIME, NOT AT ONE TIME I'M THINKING I CAN DO ALL THINGS AND THEN OTHER TIMES I'M THINKING I CAN DO NOTHING. NO, AT THE EXACT SAME TIME THAT I'M SAYING I CAN DO ANYTHING THROUGH CHRIST, I BELIEVE THAT WITHOUT GOD I AM ABSOLUTELY NOTHING AND I AM CONSTANTLY AWARE OF MY LIMITATIONS AND MY FAILURES AND IT KEEPS ME FOCUSED ON GOD. AND THOSE THINGS DON'T CANCEL OUT EACH OTHER. THEY COMPLEMENT EACH OTHER. YOU NEED TO HAVE A GREAT IMAGE OF WHO YOU ARE AND WHAT YOU CAN DO IN CHRIST, BUT AT THE EXACT SAME TIME, YOU NEED TO RECOGNIZE YOUR LIMITATIONS. YOU NEED TO STAY IN THE LANE THAT GOD PUT YOU IN AND NOT GET OUT OF IT. LET ME TURN OVER HERE TO SECOND CHRONICLES CHAPTER 26, AND THIS IS AN INSTANCE ABOUT Uzziah, WHO WAS A KING OF ISRAEL. AND Uzziah WAS SEEKING THE LORD. HE PUT AWAY THE FALSE GODS. HE SOUGHT THE LORD. BECAUSE OF IT, GOD BLESSED Uzziah. HE PROSPERED. I THINK IF I'M... I'M DOING THIS BY MEMORY RIGHT NOW, BUT IF I'M NOT MISTAKEN, HE WAS ONE OF THE LONGEST REIGNING KINGS. GOD JUST BLESSED THIS MAN. HE GAVE HIM WITTY INVENTIONS. HE FORTIFIED JERUSALEM. HE PUT THESE uh, CATAPULTS AND THINGS ON THE WALLS THAT WERE WAY AHEAD OF HIS TIME. AND ANYWAY, HE PROSPERED IN EVERYTHING HE DID. AND HE WAS SO SUCCESSFUL THAT HE EVENTUALLY GOT BEYOND WHAT GOD TOLD HIM TO DO. LET ME READ SOME OF THIS TO YOU. IT SAYS IN uh, VERSE 15, 2 CHRONICLES 26, 15, AND HE MADE IN JERUSALEM ENGINES INVENTED BY CUNNING MEN TO BE ON THE TOWERS AND UPON THE BULWARKS TO SHOOT ARROWS AND GREAT STONES WITHAL. AND HIS NAME WAS SPREAD FAR ABROAD, FOR HE WAS MARVELOUSLY HELPED TILL HE WAS STRONG. SO UP UNTIL THIS TIME, IT'S ALL GOOD. BUT LOOK IN VERSE 16. AND WHEN HE WAS STRONG, HIS HEART WAS LIFTED UP TO HIS DESTRUCTION. BOY, THAT'S POWERFUL. AND THIS HAS REPEATED ITSELF MILLIONS, BILLIONS OF TIMES IN PEOPLE'S LIVES THAT PEOPLE, WHEN THEY'RE NOTHING, THEY COME TO THE LORD AND ASK GOD FOR HELP, AND BECAUSE THEY ARE TRUSTING IN THE LORD, THEN GOD FLOWS THROUGH THEM AND GOOD THINGS HAPPEN. AND AFTER THEY START SEEING THE BLESSING AND THE DELIVERANCE OF GOD IN THEIR LIFE, 
they get to taking credit for it. They start reading their own press releases and they get lifted up with pride. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I can guarantee you, if you ever get out of God and dependent upon Him and into yourself, it doesn't matter if your flesh is better than my flesh, you are going to crash and burn. And so that's what happened to Uzziah. It says, when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. In other words, he was the king, and as long as he functioned as king and was dependent upon God, God blessed him, gave him victory over his enemies, protection. He had all of these cunning men that helped fortify Jerusalem, and he just prospered, prospered, prospered. He had wealth. He had uh, all of these things. But he got out of the lane God put him in, and he wanted to become a priest. In the Old Testament, there was a clear distinction between the king and the priest. And you could, the king could not do the priestly things. The priest could not do the kingly things. In the New Testament, we are kings and priests. But in the Old Testament, there was a clear distinction. So he, he got beyond where God called him to be and he went into the temple to offer incense. And it says in verse 17, and Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king, and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. THEN Uzziah WAS WROTH AND HAD A CENSER IN HIS HAND TO BURN INCENSE. AND WHILE HE WAS WROTH WITH THE PRIEST, THE LEPROSY EVEN ROSE UP IN HIS FOREHEAD BEFORE THE PRIEST IN THE HOUSE OF THE LORD FROM BESIDE THE INCENSE ALTAR. AND AZARIAH, THE CHIEF PRIEST, AND ALL THE PRIESTS LOOKED UPON HIM, AND BEHOLD, HE WAS LEPROUS IN HIS FOREHEAD, AND THEY THRUST HIM OUT FROM THENCE. YEA, HIMSELF HASTENED ALSO TO GO OUT, BECAUSE THE LORD had smitten him, and Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death, and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. So this is an example of a person who was dependent upon God, and I didn't take time to read all of that, but you can read it. And I mean, he sought God, and because of it, God prospered him. And then he got so blessed and so prosperous that he just thought, I can do all things in himself, not through God, but through himself. And he got into an area he wasn't anointed to do. And because of it, he became a leper. Now, praise God, we have a better covenant. And even if you mess up, God's not going to strike you with leprosy. That was under the old covenant when people's sins were imputed unto them. Under our new covenant, our sins have been imputed unto God. But did you know the, still, the same principle still applies? YOU ARE ONLY GOING TO EXPERIENCE GOD'S ANOINTING AND HIS POWER FLOWING THROUGH YOU AS YOU COOPERATE WITH GOD AND ARE DEPENDENT UPON HIM AND TRUSTING IN HIM. IF YOU GET OUT OF TRUSTING IN GOD AND START TRUSTING IN YOURSELF, IF YOU HAVE A MENTAL IMAGE ON THE INSIDE THAT YOU ARE JUST ABSOLUTELY AWESOME AND GOD, I DON'T NEED YOU ANYMORE. ALL I NEEDED YOU TO DO WAS TO INTRODUCE ME. YOU PUT ME ON THE STAGE. YOU DRAW THE CROWDS. I CAN HANDLE IT FROM HERE. YOU ARE GOING TO CRASH AND BURN. 
YOU NEED TO HAVE AN IMAGE NOT ONLY OF WHAT YOU CAN DO THROUGH CHRIST, BUT YOU NEED TO HAVE AN IMAGE OF WHAT YOU CANNOT DO WHEN YOU ARE WITHOUT CHRIST, WHEN YOU GET OUT OF THE CENTER OF HIS WILL, WHEN YOU ARE DOING YOUR OWN THING. YOU NEED TO COME TO AN END OF YOURSELF TO WHERE YOU ARE NOT TRUSTING IN YOURSELF. YOU DON'T NEED TO HAVE AN INFLATED OPINION OF YOURSELF. NOW, AGAIN, YOU NEED TO DISTINGUISH. IS IT YOUR BORN-AGAIN SELF OR IS IT YOUR... WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS THE FLESH, THE SOUL AND THE BODY PART OF YOU THAT HASN'T BEEN BORN AGAIN? ARE YOU PROUD AND and CONFIDENT IN YOUR FLESH BECAUSE MAYBE YOU'RE STRONGER OR BIGGER THAN EVERYBODY ELSE? WELL, THAT'S GOING TO SOMEDAY FAIL. IF NOTHING ELSE, YOU'LL GET OLD AND YOU WON'T BE THE GREAT SPECIMEN THAT YOU WERE. ARE YOU CONFIDENT BECAUSE YOU'RE THE MOST BEAUTIFUL PERSON AROUND AND EVERYBODY JUST FALLS AT YOUR FEET BECAUSE YOU'RE ONE OF THESE BEAUTIFUL PEOPLE? WELL, YOU KNOW WHAT? IF YOU LIVE LONG ENOUGH, THAT'S NOT GOING TO BE SO ALL OF THE TIME. ARE YOU CONFIDENT BECAUSE YOU ARE SO EDUCATED AND YOU'RE JUST SO SMART AND ALL OF THESE THINGS? WELL, I GUARANTEE YOU THE WISDOM OF MAN IS FOOLISHNESS WITH GOD IS WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, IF YOU LEAN UNDER YOUR OWN UNDERSTANDING, YOU'RE GOING TO CRASH AND BURN. PROVERBS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 5, TRUST IN THE LORD WITH ALL OF YOUR HEART AND LEAN NOT UNTO YOUR OWN UNDERSTANDING. THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU DON'T USE YOUR EDUCATION AND IF YOU'VE GOT A GOOD MIND THAT YOU DON'T USE IT, BUT YOU CAN'T EVER GET TO WHERE YOU TRUST IN YOURSELF. YOU HAVE TO COME TO THE END OF YOURSELF BEFORE YOU FIND THE BEGINNING OF GOD. AND SO THE REASON I'M SAYING ALL OF THESE THINGS, I'VE BEEN TEACHING ON IMAGINATION, HOW POWERFUL IT IS, HOW WE NEED TO SEE OURSELVES SUCCEEDING AND PROSPERING, BUT YOU NEED TO SEE YOURSELF SUCCEEDING AND PROSPERING THROUGH CHRIST IN WHAT HE HAS CALLED YOU TO DO. DON'T TAKE THIS TEACHING ON IMAGINATION AND USE IT TO SATISFY YOUR OWN LUST. MAYBE YOUR MARRIAGE ISN'T GOING THE WAY IT SHOULD, AND SO YOU'RE JUST SITTING HERE THINKING, ALL RIGHT, I'M GOING TO START IMAGINING ME HAVING A BEAUTIFUL WIFE AND ONE THAT IS EVERYTHING THAT I WANT AND I DON'T LIKE THIS WIFE, AND YOU START IMAGINING ALL THESE THINGS. THAT'S NOT A GOD IMAGINATION. THAT'S GOING TO GET YOU IN TROUBLE. IT'S GOING TO LEAD YOU INTO SIN. NO, GOD TELLS YOU TO LOVE THE PERSON THAT YOU'RE MARRIED TO. SO YOU CAN'T VIOLATE THE WORD OF GOD. YOU CAN'T SIT THERE AND SAY, WELL, I'M TIRED OF DOING THIS. I WANT TO DO THIS. AND SO YOU JUST IMAGINE THESE THINGS. WELL, IS THIS WHAT GOD CALLED YOU TO DO? YOU HAVE TO FIND WHAT GOD HAS CREATED YOU TO DO, AND YOU HAVE TO STAY IN THAT SPOT AND USE YOUR IMAGINATION AND THE WORD OF GOD TO HELP YOU SEE YOURSELF SUCCEEDING THROUGH CHRIST. AND GOD IS NEVER GOING TO LEAD YOU INTO ADULTERY. GOD IS NOT GOING TO LEAD YOU INTO COVETOUSNESS. GOD IS NOT GOING TO LEAD YOU INTO ANY OF THESE THINGS THAT SO MANY PEOPLE ARE OCCUPIED WITH. SO AS I CONCLUDE THIS SERIES, YOU NEED TO RECOGNIZE THAT YOUR IMAGINATION NEEDS TO HAVE A REALISTIC IMAGE OF WHO YOU ARE IN THE FLESH AS WELL AS A REALISTIC IMAGE OF WHO YOU ARE IN THE SPIRIT, AND YOU NEED TO KEEP BOTH OF THESE IMAGES IN VIEW AT ALL TIMES, AT THE SAME TIME. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY. TODAY IS MY LAST DAY TO OFFER YOU THIS TEACHING ON THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. THIS IS A POWERFUL BOOK. I GUARANTEE YOU EVERY PERSON LOOKING AT THIS PROGRAM NEEDS THIS. I WOULD ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET IT. TODAY'S OUR LAST DAY, AND WE ALSO HAVE CD'S AND DVD'S. YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE, AND YOU CAN WATCH ALL OF THESE PROGRAMS FREE OF CHARGE. BUT PLEASE CALL OR WRITE RESPOND TODAY. LEARN HOW TO PUT YOUR IMAGINATION TO WORK FOR YOU WHEN YOU GET ANDREW'S BRAND NEW BOOK TITLED, THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. 
This book is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This new series on the power of imagination is also available as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. These valuable resources are also available in the Power of Imagination package. This package includes Andrew's brand new book, as well as your choice of the CD or the As Seen on TV DVD album. The Power of Imagination package has a catalog value of $50, but you can get it today for a gift of only $35. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I'd like to invite you to come to our Women's Arise Conference. It's November the 7th through the 9th. I'm not going to be there, but some of my best friends, Carly Teredes, Pastor Sue Sheriff, Pastor Sheris Johnson, and Dorothy Brown. That's James Brown's wife. I tell you, she's become a great friend. These are some powerful women. You'll be blessed. It's going to be a great conference, November 7th through the 9th, Women Arise in Woodland Park, Colorado at our Caris facilities. Man, before I came to Karis, I was so broken. I dealt a lot with anxiety and depression. I didn't really realize I could have an actual relationship with God. When I came here, I started to see God like, you know, He just wants to have a relationship with me. It totally transformed the way I look at God. God longs to have fellowship with you. This is where faith comes from. It's not just head knowledge, Bible school knowledge, it's revelation knowledge that changes you just been set free from a lot of the bondage I was in. I haven't been depressed in so long. Pretty awesome having that just weight lifted and putting on Jesus' yoke. You come here and you meet God personally, and then He gives you a whole new direction. This is a time, this is a season of your life that God's wanting to show you who you really are and what He's wanting to do in your life. If you have a desire for Bible college, God's the one that put it there. If you're considering coming to Karis, I just want to say it's going to be one of the best decisions you've made in your life. You know, I've got great news for those of you who've been wanting to partake of Karis, but you just can't move. You can't seem to uh, find how to fit it into your schedule. We now have what we call eCaris on this little iPad, and you get all of the first year courses here. There's 39 courses, eight hours teaching per course. So that I think is 312 hours worth of teaching. It's loaded on here so that you don't have to have an internet connection. It comes with headphones, wireless headphones, and this way you can take advantage of the first year of Karis curriculum, whatever your situation is. 
and you can interact with our staff. You take tests. They know where you are in this process. It's just a great way to take advantage of it. Check it out, eCaris. Bring Keras with you wherever you go with our new Keras app. Free to download, the Keras app allows you to easily access everything Keras Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Keras features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Keras app brings everything in one place. Download your app today.